0: Welcome to Intro to Wakandan Studies, or as I prefer to call it, The Road to Wakanda. This is a carefree black nerd classroom in which The Road to Wakanda is intended to introduce students to the content and contours of Wakandan studies, including its genealogy, development, and future challenges. I'm your professor, Rain Coleman. In this session, we will be studying Eric Killmonger. Now, for those of you studying abroad, at home, on the airwaves, uh, be sure to live-tweet this session using the hashtag RTWPod, which will be listed in the show notes and should be in your syllabi, syllabuses, (laughs) on the first page there. Um, Use this RTWPod, as it will be counted as 50% of your grade, guys. Uh, The first 25% is just showing up to class or at SoundCloud or iTunes. Now... Um, diving right in, we're going to go ahead and turn to chapter four in the intro to Wakandan handbook, and we'll be going over Killmonger. Now, to get started, I want to go over, I guess, my first introduction to Killmonger, and again, much like the Dora Milaje, he's someone who I feel as if I've had knowledge of for quite some time, and I can't really put my finger on where exactly I learned about him. Um... I'd say, and again, as sad as it was to say, that Civil War was probably where Dora was most uh, prevalent in my mind. I'd have to say that the trailers um, and the poster and artwork, everything leading up to uh, Black Panther, the movie, is where I can remember being more, not necessarily aware of Killmonger, but he was more of a presence in my mind prior to the trailer i had known of killmonger i have read killmonger i had seen him but as far as saying where i met him initially my sort of um first introduction to him it is i'm drawing a blank it's almost i don't want to say in a way that superman i've always been aware of superman it's not the same with killmonger but it is very very close like his image it, yeah, so I really don't have a concrete answer for you, but those of you out there listening in the audio class, I suppose, go ahead and type into the SoundCloud comments or on Twitter. Let me know where did you first encounter Killmonger. And uh speaking of Killmonger, in the publication history versus the way he is uh, uh, appears in the trailers and subsequently the movie Black Panther, let me know which do you prefer. Just on like. Sight alone, although one is live action and one is a comic book. Now, um, diving right into Killmonger, we're going to begin with his origin. Now, really quickly, he was captured during Claw's invasion of Wakanda, Nijikada. Is uniquely, excuse me, is unjustly rather banished after Tachaka's murder. Um, he was raised in Harlem, uh, Harlem, New York City, of course. He overcomes extreme poverty just to graduate from the prestigious Massachusetts Institute of Technology with a business degree and an engineering PhD. So, taking a pause right there, Killmonger is no fool. What I like about this character is that a lot of super villains or villains. D- period or in general there, you have your big boss and then you have your medium lever threats and then you have your foot soldiers and whatnot. And we're getting here a character who has already in his origin before anything else, it overcomes so much adversity and has come out ahead of the curve. This man has graduated from MIT. And a uh, little side note, uh, another MIT graduate we know of is Mrs. Riri, Willi- Riri Williams, <laughs> excuse me. one of the smart heavy hitters and major players over there at Marvel. But yes, yeah, so after gaining his engineering PhD, he was hungry to tear down the regime and country he feels has abandoned him. The boost his physical, excuse me, physique and physical attributes with a synthetic version of the heart-shaped herb before tricking T'Challa into allowing him to return to his native Wakanda, which again I feel as if Killmonger is a well fleshed out character all of his villainy aside he is very hmm. he has a story that a lot of people can relate to Uh, overcoming the odds um, striving to do better and be better than your situation or where you come from and then trying to return home, albeit not for the right reasons, but returning home and shaking shit up because you feel as if your government or your people have uh, have abandoned you, have let you down. So I think a lot of people can see themselves in Killmonger and some of his views, maybe not his execution, but a lot of his views. Now, taking on the name of Eric Killmonger, Nijkat, me, Nijidaka gathers together an army of psychopaths and disillusioned Wakandans, despite his charisma, however, his ruthlessness divides his followers. Many desert Kilmarga's cause, while others regard him as a saint, even reviving him on the arcane resurrection author after he is killed by T'Challa. So, this man has a lot going on <laughs> going for him, and I am um, very excited about Killmonger. I'm very excited about seeing him later on down the line. I believe currently, in continuity, he is deceased. Now, funny thing, with his origin story being as it is, the current run, which involves Teitu and Zinzi as the, I don't know, heirs to the uh, to the throne of overthrowing wakandan government they have gone and it seems as if mirrored his origin story in the sense that they are also unhappy with the way that wakanda has been ran and are trying to do something about it a a whole reboot of wakanda if you will and that's very interesting because a lot of times you can get these stories and they will seem kind of repetitive much like the mutant registration act or the cure for the uh the, the mutant gene or whatnot that we see replayed over and over, or hell, the Dark Phoenix saga. So, with this, though the story is very similar, it feels like it's very, um, in it, it makes sense because we're still dealing with a government in which you have pr- certain persons, superpowered or not, who are very unhappy with the way that they, the government, the royal family, their country has been treating them or not treating them, you know. So, again, Killmonger, though seen as a villain. Does have a point. <laughs> now, his real name is Eric Kilmonger, formerly N- J- Jadaka, excuse me. First appearance was in Jungle Action, Volume 2, Number 6, that was in September of 1973. Now, his occupation, he is a tribal leader, a revolutionary, and a despot. His affiliations dictator of, <laughs> dictator being his occupation, his affiliation, dictator of Naganda and the Black Panther. So, um, his powers and abilities, he has enhanced strength, speed, durability, and senses derived from a synthetic version of a heart-shaped herb. And his bases are Harlem, New York City, and Dijaka N- Village of Wakanda. Now, Killmonger. Killmonger is a very interesting character. He seems to be I don't want to say the Joker to Black Panther's Batman, but I'll say the Joker to his Batman. If anyone else has any other kind of um examples or explanations of how or what type of villain he is, please feel free to drop me a line. Uh type into the online uh, (laughs) classroom comments on SoundCloud or on Twitter, make sure to uh, send me up there. Keep this conversation going because although I am aware of Killmonger, he is a character who I just know of surface level before going through and studying him. I did not have a lot of, um, I didn't have a firm grasp on his origin and his issues and the things that made him him. I didn't have, it was just, I knew who Killmonger was. And I knew that him and Black Panther were at odds. So going through, I get a better appreciation for him as a character. And I think that although he is a bad guy, I guess, much like any really good, well-written uh, villain, you still see a little of yourself in them. Or you, at the very least, understand where they're coming from. Though you may not appreciate their, um actions and the ways that they are going after their goal much like with magneto a lot of people <laughs> are quick to say magneto was right and depending on which run you're reading i'd be one of those people to say he was right now again with the early life the you know, father was pressed into working for the villain claw now after claw fled the country his family was exiled by T'Chaka, the king of Wakanda at that time. He ended up in Harlem, Harlem, New York, where he developed a hatred for both Claw and the Wakandan king, which again, though this is a villain story, do you not understand where the hatred will come from? Because again, as a child, you're banished from a whole ass country. Like, <laughs> come on. So, um, moving on. Now, Jadaka changed his name to Eric Kilmonger and decided to devote his life to kind of leveling up or <laughs> just living the best life that he could. And it reminds me a lot of uh, homegirl from the Dora Milaje, Mrs. Mrs. Um, Princess, oh Jesus, Shantae Giovanni Brown. And I say it reminds me of her in the sense that she was also essentially banished until she was deemed to be useful again. Though she had the, she didn't have the knowledge that Killmonger had of her her true origin or her true uh, country and personhood and whatnot. She just grew up as a regular girl in New York doing her thing. Now, after all of this, <sighs> Eric Killmonger was contacted by Ch- T'Challa, excuse me, who allowed Killmonger to return to Wakanda. He feigned trying to make up with the king and be all buddy buddy and. Gracious and whatnot, and Kilmonger settled in a village that would later change its name to Nijadaka. This village was in honor of him. Now, this village, Najadaka village, was the home of Kilmonger in Wakanda when Kilmonger returned to Wakanda after years in the United States of America. He took control of the village and made them a force to be reckoned with by simplifying, excuse me, by supplying advanced weaponry. Now, under Kilmonger, they tried to gain complete independence from central Wakanda and T'Challa. Their rebellion led to T'Challa invading their village, where he fought, <laughs> like, goddamn, all of this based off of this one amazing man with a grudge, um, albeit a understandable grudge and a very, um, I'll say, uh, w- very warranted <laughs> grudge. Uh, so after all of this, T'Challa invaded their village, where he fought Lord Carmi. After their forces were defeated, uh, they advanced. Their weaponry was confiscated, and T'Challa allowed them to keep their changed name, but and continue to exist. But it was just like, as mm, as brutal as that was, you have to also take a step back and realize that T'Challa, being the king, had to do something about these Wakandans who were trying to rise up against him, and he allowed them to keep their fascination their new name change which is like how do you just go about changing a village's name and that just sticking like oh we're no longer this we are now this like but i guess the people rule now taking a couple steps back looking at because it's been referenced once or twice so far now killmonger is very powerful now his equipment, he has Wakandan armor. His uniform is studded with spikes that inject poison into his opponents. Uh, his wristbands contain an energy blaster and communication device with LCD displays. He is trained, he has two trained leopards. He kept several pet leopards such as Prey, PREYY, who obeys his commands. Um, The altar of resurrection was also included in his equipment and paraphernalia. Now, Eric Killmonger has been killed many times, but his followers are able to bring him back to life. Yes. Now, I don't want to say that there is a cult of Killmonger, but that's kind of sort of what it's looking like. Now, moving on to his powers and abilities, he because of the heart shaped herb enhancement, he has uh, well the synthetic version because it's not the actual one that grows in Wakanda. Uh, but due to the synthetic version of the heart-shaped herb, this potion it gives the Black Panther their powers. The regular heart-shaped herb. Now, the super superhuman acute senses is one of the side effects of this synthetic version. So, Killmarger can see in total darkness, as if it was clear as a sunny day, um, over a few feet, oh, a few hundred feet. Excuse me. Uh, even though things are right in front of his face, he can see essentially superhuman sight, uh, peak human strength. The special herb has enhanced Kilmerger's physical strength to the pinnacle of human perfection. While not superhuman, that make that distinction there. Kilmerger is not a metahuman. He's not a mutant. He's not superhuman. Superhumanly enhanced, uh naturally, more synthetically. While he is, um, su- while he's not superhuman, he is considerably much stronger than the average human, and almost as strong as a human can be without being considered superhuman. So at his peak marvel level not necessarily i wanted to say omega level but kind of human omega level is uh is what we're working with here now peak human speed of course killmonger is able to run and move at speeds superior to those of any olympic athlete he's capable of reaching speeds of 35 to 45 miles per hour and that's just alone so just think of driving that fast in your car like how fast you're going Though it may feel slow because it's a car, just think of how fast you're moving and think of doing that on foot. Now, he has peak human stamina. Killmonger's, he generates less fat, less fatigue, less toxins than the bodies of most humans. He can exert himself at peak capacity for approximately one to maybe two hours before fatigue begins to impair him. So again, stamina coupled with peak human speed and strength, this man is like... Think of the super soldier serum not as strong, but still how strong that is. So, regular average man versus Killmonger, and I'm sure he could probably go toe-to-toe with Captain America, I would imagine. Oh, yes, peak human durability and reflexes. Now, Killmonger's ability to resist and recover from physical injury or disease is also at the pinnacle of human capabilities, which is like, it feels as if the writers and the creators have done their best to stop just short of being a superhuman enhanced person like he has all the perks of these meta-humans mutants super individuals with all of the backlash of just being a human now while he is susceptible to illness and injury as any normal human would his ability to resist and recover from said illness or disability or anything is well above that of most humans uh peak human agility his balance body coordination and heightened this heightened to the pinnacle of human development all in all again this is pretty much if you're a religious person this is made in the image of God (laughs) so to speak the albeit uh, synthetically made but made in the image of of God now he is as a um, his abilities he's a master martial artist he is skilled at combat he is sufficiently skilled enough to beat the Black Panther in physical combat so that's Again, Black Panther isn't, hmm, I don't want to say isn't enhanced naturally, but ugh, that's another time. We'll save that for another lesson. <laughs> now, as a political leader, Eric Killmonger is a revolutionary leader, well known to all Wakandans and even supported by some. The village he grew up in even has been named, of course, as we said before, as me, Jadaka. After him. Now, his revolutionary charisma, his mastery of the politics and economics, his tactical cunning makes him one of Black Panther's greatest foes. He's multilingual. Kilmogger can fluently speak his native language, English, and a various array of other languages as well. Which is like, again, we have this amazing character who would, I feel like people would actually care to read about, you know, or to see more, um more projects done on so if we get him some type of series be it a mini series a limited series um i would prefer a continuous ongoing series and get him live action let's see what happens once black panther comes out and everything it does its thing it it runs its numbers and they see that these are movies that will get people's asses in the seats let's see what happens with a killmonger spinoff or a killmonger series give like it's Already before getting too deep into his anger and the history of him, we have so much content there that I feel is warrants more than just a even hell. Magneto has been, <laughs> and again, I'm defaulting there because mutants are my go-to, but Magneto has served as a villain, as a, uh, reluctant partner, as a leader onto the X-Men and their cause can we not get the same level of engagement with Killmonger? I feel like, I feel like it's, 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 we're long overdue. <laughs> now, uh, genius intelligence. He can invent various devices with special properties when it is needed. He has a PhD in engineering and an MBA from MIT. He possesses engineering abilities and intellect that makes him a very, very smart person and he has proven to be able to invent and create weaponry that would rival tons of other people in the marvel universe now diplomatic immunity when he was the leader of wakanda he often visited the united states and he enjoyed diplomatic immunity during these trips and his embassy is considered foreign soil so again not only is he intelligent and a badass and at peak human physical physicalness (laughs) he's also very savvy and smart so i what about a i don't know um political drama set in wakanda sort of a house of cards but starring killmonger you know that i think i think that would be interesting and give it to a creator a team of color and and shoot and let's see what happens i feel like that would do numbers just like black panther will do now his strength level, Norman, Norman, normal human male with intensive regular exercise. Eric Killmonger is a tremendously huge and powerful man with strength and speed capable of defeating even the enhanced Black Panther. Now his weaknesses, when he first consumed the heart-shaped herb, it reacted with his body chemistry poisoning him as he was not of the royal bloodline. He later developed the synthetic version, which he had been used to enhance his body. Now Again, think of this. Now, the heart-shaped herb is just for the royal bloodline. Think of this. This man got a hold of the heart-shaped herb, consumed it, it poisoned him, and he found a way with his genius intellect to create a synthetic version of said herb. And in with the synthetic version, he's been able to enhance himself. It's like, God, this man is, I don't know. I'm just, I. I think I'm... I might be committing treason by saying this, but I am a fan of Eric Killmonger. Now, moving on a little bit more after the return to Wakanda. Killmonger dedicated his time to overthrow T'Challa's government. He had ravaged several villages to attract the Black Panther's attention. Now, when confronted by T'Challa, Killmonger dismissed the African prince, having T'Challa fight with his leopard prey. It was just like, you're not even worthy to go hand-to-hand with me, or fisticuffs or whatever, fight my leopard, <laughs> like, golly, now, when T'Challa stopped the leopard by snapping his jaw, Killmonger attacked him, throwing him over a waterfall, now, T'Challa, of course, survived the fall, but now had to battle Killmonger and Vernom, Venom, excuse me, <laughs> not Vernom, Venom, guys, now, Venom is Bruce Morgan deliberately threw acid in Horatio's face during chemistry class, his features were hideous, scarred, and had taken on a corpse-like appearance. Horatio became a recluse, of course. He identified with snakes because they were ske- excuse me shunned like him, especially in Wakanda. Horatio spent years studying and experimenting and becoming an experiment like snake charmer. He first developed an immunity to the snake Venin. Venom. 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 <laughs> Alright, class. Words mean things. He <laughs> developed an immunity to most of the snakes. Venom. Now, he's a master snake charmer, um, immune to Venom's. His first appearance, and again, this is uh, Venom, Bruce Morgan, excuse me, Horatio, not Bruce Morgan. His first appearance was in Jungle Action, volume two, number six. That was back in September of 1973. Now, after this, Killmonger teamed up with Sombre and King Cadaver. Uh, Let me see, King Cadaver. It wasn't much that I found on these two characters. And uh, we'll keep on looking and digging. But I don't think there's enough there to even warrant. Like in history of. But if so we'll go ahead and dig them up. And find out. And that can be saved for a later session. Now they would force him to fight a white gorilla. However during the fight. T'Challa was able to kill Sombra. Now there has been a lot. When you look at a lot of superheroes. And you look at. The history of superheroes. It's a lot of. Focus on not being a killer and not killing your enemies and locking them away and, you know, taking care of them and letting the law in your own hands or letting the law do its thing. And I'm sure there are other properties out there where the heroes have ended someone's life. But I feel as if because of most of the heroes that we get having this vow to never hurt anyone and to take care of their own and whatever else. For there to be so much death already in associated with Killmonger and his run makes it that much more powerful, that much more impactful. Um, You get things like the Power Rangers or like the Mutants or like Uh, I don't know the Avengers hell no one wants to end a life you want to neutralize the threat but here it's just like sometimes shit happens and I like that all of this is existing in this bubble of Wakanda where these people are able to take care of their own be it through the violence and their own judicial system and whatever else but it's all handled in-house and we don't need any help from the Americans although Killmonger is kind of like part American (laughs) now with the death of Sombre, Killmonger teamed up with Salamander Cruel, spelled K-R-U-E-L. However, during the fight, it appeared that T'Challa killed Killmonger. It appeared that way. Now, Salamander Cruel was one of the Wakandan agents working with Erik Kilmonger during his original attempt to overthrow the Black Panther. He was an archer with explosive arrows. He was mutated by the Great Mound, which, for those of you who don't know, Great Mound is where the vibranium is being mined in wakanda now his body now grew horns out of giant blisters so just think of how horrendous that character looks now barb's bo- excuse me, barb's body he is a vibranium mutate whose body is covered with festering pulsating sores which inject a toxin covered razor sharp pins in close combat he can take down and um, any enemy with ease pretty much he can also through his touch, placed these barbs on other objects. His first appearance was in Jungle Action, Volume Two, Number Fifteen, and that was in May of nineteen seventy-five. Now we're going to take a quick break here, class, and uh, be ready to come back and discuss some more Killmonger. Black Panther must feel good sitting here comfortable. Alright class, welcome back, welcome back. Now, again, before we went on break, we we studied that in this point in Kilmonger's history, he had appeared to have been killed by T'Challa. Now, the Mandarin claimed Kilmonger's body and was able to restore him to life using his rings. Now, in Wakanda, a warehouse containing Stark Industries energy hologram crystallized equipment was destroyed. Now, this was destroyed, now when Tony Stark arrived in Wakanda to investigate this destroyed... Uh, facility of his, he encountered uh, Madame Slay, and that's who he was there to kind of get the, the drop on. Now, if you all who aren't familiar, remember go back to chapter two in the intro to Wakandan Studies book, and you'll look at Madame Slay, who was covered in Carefree Black Nerds season two, issue 27. Madame Slay, now she kidnapped Rody and killed Marcus, men, apparently, killed the Black Panther. Through all of this confusion they won they killed the black panther that's it in reality (laughs) however killmonger had actually killed an lmd a life model decoy at the black panther's funeral well quote unquote black panther the killmonger appeared taking the black panther mantle for himself now iron man and black panther proceeded with their plan which was to go in and kick some ass. Now that the life model decoy's funeral had drawn out the villain, or drawn out Killmonger, I don't want to refer to him as the villain, though he is. Uh, (laughs) I would like to kind of just focus on him as the person in the story and let you come to your own conclusions. Because again, Wakanda has suffered and some have advanced under the rule of Killmonger. So in reality, Killmonger had actually killed a life model decoy and at the funeral, Killmonger appeared taking the Black Panther mantle for himself. Now, Iron Man and Black Panther proceeded with their plan, now that the life model decoy had drawn out Killmonger. They snuck back into T'Challa's palace after Madam Slay informed Wakanda of Killmonger's return from death. Now, a battle ensued and the heroes gained the, excuse me, the battle ensued and Tony Stark and T'Challa gained the upper hand. Uh, Madam Slay, as this happened, revealed that she had Rhodey captive. Now Iron Man used his life sensors to find Rhodey at the Great Mound, where cyclotron, where a cyclotron was set up, it's pounding the vibranium with a gigawatt baron beams, turning the vibranium into anti-metal, which would dissolve all metal in Europe, Asia, and Africa. Now Iron Man disabled the machine and saved Rhodey, and the Black Panther defeated Killmonger. After this, the Mandarin recalled his rings, reverting Killmonger back to an inanimate skeleton. So he died once again. And that's the end of Killmonger's story. JK. Now the Great Mound, again, take a little detour just for those of you who may not know. The Great Mound long ago, a small African tribe in what would later be known as Wakanda, witnessed a bright light in the sky. The light crashed to earth, leaving a large rock made from a mysterious metal. Over time, the tribe mined the ore, known as Vibranium, and learned of its amazing energy-absorbing properties. The Great Mound was the small nation's source of Vibranium had become one of their most sacred and guarded secrets. Now, the Great Mound is a Vibranium extraction site, and it first appeared in Black Panther number 7 in January of 1978. Now, after all of this, with Kilmonger being reverted back to death, of course, His followers resurrected him again, (laughs) teaming up with Claw and clashing with uh, Daredevil and T'Challa. Now this again goes down (laughs) to you can't keep a good villain down or a good Killmogger down. This man has been resurrected so many times. It is freaking ridiculous. Now moving on a little further with taking the throne. After Reverend Archby, mm, Archby, I'll call him Archby because I do not know how to pronounce his name. (laughs) After Reverend Archby takeover of Wakanda, he um, who is an extremely gifted genius with many talents such as ventriloquism. Archby is also proficient in the use of explosive devices. Now, after his takeover of Wakanda and the absence of T'Challa, Everett Ross was appointed temporary regent of the country. Now, for those of you who don't know, Everett K. Ross worked for the U.S. State Department. His job was to escort foreign diplomats on American soil. He dated Nikki Adams, who, unbeknownst to him, dated the Black Panther when he worked as a teacher in the U.S., known as Luke Charles. Um, He told Nikki about his crazy adventures with the Wakandans, and she was like, oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Now, Kilmarga tried to usurp the leadership by exploiting the economy. He challenged T'Challa. For the leadership of in the ritual combat um just a second here, in class. Alrighty. Now he excuse me, he challenged T'Challa to the leadership um through the ritual of combat. Now Killmonger was able to finally defeat the Panther on his own without no enhancements or anything. He remained the ruler of the country for a while and even tried to join the Avengers in T'Challa's place. Um, he used the heart-shaped herb to uh, enhance himself after the fight, the initial battle with T'Challa. Now, speaking of (laughs) usurping powers, now usurpers assemble. Now, (laughs) while waging an economic war on Wakanda, Killmonger forces T'Challa to participate in a ritual combat after a long and brutal battle, and thanks to his fortunate distraction. So, although Killmonger fought without the herb, Came down to a distraction being the reason why he won. Kilmarga won and became the new Black Panther. While T'Challa was recovering from his near fatal injuries, Kilmarga returned to the United States and demanded to take his defeated enemy's place on the Avengers. How slap in a fit fa- like this. Now, Kilmarga's story seems to be one of abandonment and feeling misplaced and displaced and like the world is against you. And the thing is, his trauma from being sent away and having to grow up away from his native land in some ways helped him. It like fueled his desire to learn more, to be the best that he could be, and even kind of blinded him to where he was eating the heart-shaped herb, and seems as if it kind of morphed into this obsession with not only taking over Wakanda, but taking the place of the Black Panther. And... Because it's one thing to try to kill your opponent, but then it's another thing to try to become your opponent. Almost like a single white female sort of situation where he has... He's so amazing in his own right. It's almost as if he could get... I see him as charismatic enough and with enough political um, know-how to maybe succeed, succeed from Wakanda, become his own country, and build up from there. Or at the very least, move up in the ranks. But his... is traumatic childhood. And the thing that drives him is, what's fucking him up time after time. And that's, I don't know. That's unfortunate. It's not unfortunate for us because we are Wakandas. We, <laughs> we, uh, don't want the villains to win, but it's unfortunate for that character. Cause it seems as if there's so much to explore there. And I would really like to see what a world, or a country looks like with him running it and not Wakanda, just another country where he's able to build it up from the ground up. Cause I feel like he has enough political wherewithal enough, um, uh, with his engineering degree and with his knowledge of advanced and mystical weapons and know how that he could build up a pretty solid space of his own that would even possibly rival Wakanda. Um, it would take quite a while to get there, but I feel like, a lot of his anger and frustration is misguided and or could be used to further his plans a little bit better elsewhere. So I'd love to see a writer take on Killmonger. I, hell, I'd love to take on Killmonger. Marvel, if you hear me out there, Carefree Blackner would love to write a Killmonger series for you. I'd even start off with a mini series. Give me a solid seven to ten issues and I'd write you a badass, diehard Killmonger story. But yeah, I would love to see what what that Killmonger story looks like with all of this rich history that he has and all this trauma that it doesn't seem like he's really dealing with. You know, um, give me a story, copyright, carefree black nerd. A story where he is actually telling his story, moving forward with the plan, but doing it in some sort of therapy session. Because I feel as if this is needed for him. There's a lot of trauma there that has not been uh, worked through, and it, it would. I would let me write it. Marvel <laughs> now with the heart shaped herb or the synthetic version of the heart shaped herb being consumed by Killmonger, he had kind of become a local deity, been worshipped, but in reality, the plant was mutated by the meteorite of vibranium that crashed into Earth. Now taking his right as king and his body reacted badly to the heart-shaped herb, again, speaking about Killmonger, it was revealed that it was poisonous to those who were not of royal bloodline. Now that we spoke about that a little earlier in the first part of the session, but again, it bears repeating that this herb that is which is so and it's very science fiction-y in a way but this herb gets its properties from the vibranium that crash landed into earth some kind of way it is fused with the bloodline the royal bloodline so it's an interesting way to if we can detour for a second to kind of take your chances if you are someone who is born in a different station, a lower station, or not as, um, royal, (laughs) I'll just say royal, and if you are wondering, hey, if I got a little bit of royal blood in me, how can I, can I take advantage of that, but it's one of those things where, now you can take it, but you gotta be damn sure that you are at least a little bit royal, because your ass gonna die, I feel as if Killmarker was able to sustain all these injuries from the poison, because he's that peak human, physical capacity in every aspect of his being. Now, also this leads me to wonder how much Royal blood do you have to have in your body in order to eat this heart shaped herb? Because again, we know that Shuri is T'Challa's half sister. They share the same father, but not the same mother. Now I'm sure Shuri could eat it. And you know, she, because she has the bloodline from her father she would probably be okay but now of course mother queen mother wouldn't eat it because well but would but then was she because she is the queen now like does said, put her in the royal bloodline because she's given birth to one of the blood like i don't it's such an interesting thing to think about it anyone out there who has a little bit more knowledge on the heart-shaped herb and the way in which it works feel free to write in Uh, SoundCloud comments, or Twitter, CarefreeBlurred, use hashtag RTWBot, let me know, because I'm I'm going to do a little bit more research, and possibly have a session later on down the line, if there's enough information there. But I'm interested to see, how much royal blood do you need to have, or is that ever even specified? Because that's an interesting interesting way to look at Wakanda through the inanimate, well it's not necessarily inanimate, because it's, well yeah, the inanimate things that are make up Wakanda from the vibranium to the weaponry to the advanced technology and something as small as the heart-shaped herb uh but moving forward in this Kilmarga lesson on to the white tiger Kilmarga later came out of the coma and traveled to New York City to meet with Casper Cole a police officer who was the new Black Panther he tried to turn him in (laughs) he tried to turn him to his side rather by offering him the synthetic heart-shaped herb Now, Killmonger also helped his police captain find his kidnapped son, for this would be and become the White Tiger, the White Tiger representative in the Panther cult. Now, the Panther cult, of course, is the state religion of the African nation of Wakanda. Now, Cole agreed to use his powers as the Black Panther to track down the boy on his own, and by doing this, he was able to avoid his debt to Killmonger. Now, Killmonger if nothing if not resourceful, and I'm... I'm all for somebody who can land on their feet several times after being knocked down and find another way to claw your ass back up and attack the day yet again. Now, Naganda. He became, he being Kilmonger, became a despot in Naganda and captured T'Challa's sister, Shuri, forcing an invasion by Wakanda. Just as he was about to strike the Coupe de Grace on Buck Panther, <laughs> he was killed by his recently escaped prisoner, Monica, Ramblu, Ramblu, Monica Rambeau, who flew through his chest. Again, this man is nothing if not resourceful, and he is nothing if he is not constantly resurrected and killed. Now, secretly sponsored by American intelligence agencies, Killmonger conquers Wakanda's neighbor, the territory of Naganda, and again attempts to destroy T'Challa. He is killed by the Panther's ally, Monica Rambeau, but leaves behind an army of well-armed, devout followers, led by his numerous children, who have all pledged to continue his bloody work. Man, so, I don't know, we're going to wrap it up here. Now, in other media, we have, of course, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger in the film Black Panther. Now, Eric Killmonger will appear in the 2018 film Black Panther, portrayed by Michael B. Jordan. This version is an American Black Ops soldier named Eric Stevens, who earned the nickname Killmonger. Um, In video games, Killmonger appears as a playable character in the Black Panther DLC pack for Lego's Marvel Avengers. Now, Killmonger, uh, let's see. Now, in the new Black Panther film, he's going to, he'll be, he'll appear as a younger character, younger character, as a young boy, and he'll appear as an older man, the man that we see, Michael B. Jordan. And it seems as if they're taking, and this is just through the trailers alone, that they're taking a lot of Killmonger's history as discussed here in this second session of road to Wakanda and they're using it as his storyline in the movie now this is interesting because of course we're pulling from some of his storylines so that's good but then it's also interesting because we haven't at the time of this session seen black panther yet so i would like to see what would be done for a second movie so we don't know if killmonger turns and becomes a quote unquote good guy if he allies himself with the black panther and wakanda you know then in the wake of infinity war where we have seen t'challa and the dora milaje front and center no images of killmonger will he be in that story as well if he's not again, what ha- we don't know if he dies at the end of Black Panther or if he appears later on or whatever. What have you? But leave me a comment in the SoundCloud comments or on Twitter, you um, carefree black nerd using RCW Pod, and let me know what do you think. What are your predictions for Killmonger after everything that we've discussed today in this lesson? Do you see him being? a bigger force to be reckoned with in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Do you see him maybe being resurrected? Because currently in continuity in the comics, I believe Killmonger is dead. Now, do you see him being resurrected and shaking shit up again? If you current on Black Panther, the ta Coast run, let me know if he appears again. Right now, we're kind of working my way slowly through there. So in the first six issues, if nothing else, I know that he is dead and is not (laughs) not alive. And it's interesting, I think, to see him, if we had something of a Netflix series or something of uh, seeing him more, maybe not in the movies, but on a more grounded level, because I'd like to see how Marvel does with, say, Madam Slay. Because she has been someone who's worked alongside him. So I'd love to see their depiction of Madame Slay in a Killmonger series. I'd love to see, again, like I said, some type of political, procedural, with a little bit of law and order style, something in there. But all shot and and touched on by a good, solid cast of color, uh, creators of color, like shot in Africa, which... I don't know. Either way, I would just like to see more done with Killmonger and not just being reverted to the crazy villain because there's a lot here. It's not like oh, I'm just mad because I'm not um, in Wakanda anymore and now I'm about to kill everybody. It seems to be more to him and more that can be done with him. So let me know. Do you like Killmonger? Yes, he's a villain. Do you see him as a villain or do you see him as a soul who is conflicted and just wants what's best for his native country? Uh <laughs> let me know in the comments there. So again, Carefree Blurred on Twitter and in the comments on SoundCloud. So thank you all for staying around for this second session of Road to Wakanda covering Killmonger. Um, again, my office hours are 9 a.m. to 8.59 a.m. the next day on Twitter at Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag RTW pod. I'm on all other social medias. It's Carefree Black Nerd, And if you have to, go ahead and email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. This has been an amazing session, and you guys have been a wonderful class. Again, tweet, comment on SoundCloud, like, share, review, five stars on iTunes. And um, return next time, and until then, this class is dismissed.